Gonzaga has time to do something. Suggs for the win. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Unbelievable. Classic basketball game. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the 3 and D. I'm Paul Lombardi, and I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Review and Preview Network for my weekly NBA and college basketball show. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Review and Preview Sports. In tonight's shorter episode, um, we were supposed to uh, have a guest. The three-man weave was supposed to come on, but due to a few unforeseen circumstances they're going to be coming on next week no worries at all we're going to roll with it but it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode um going to be definitely going to be going solo for a bit um in this one but in the shorter episode we'll be taking a look at the Knicks struggle so far this season and the new AP poll that was just released today in college basketball plus some of the games to watch out for um in this college in this upcoming week in college basketball. So our usual stuff that we usually go over. So you can also follow at the three and D on Twitter to stay updated with breaking news around the leagues and news on episodes and uploads. So I hope everyone's doing well. Some good basketball has been going down over the past week, but the first things first that got to go over Saturday night, I was at the New York Knicks game with my girlfriend and I'll tell you what this, it was, you know, it was awesome going back to the garden. First time in three years I've been back to the game, um, been back to a Knicks game, but the, the team looks absolutely depleted. And there's a few things that immediately came to mind when, when it came to with their one thirteen to 99 loss on Saturday to the nuggets. Uh, they, they're now 11 and 12 on the season. They have absolutely no identity on defense, and they chuck up way too many threes. That's my problem. Obviously, nowadays, the entire analytics and the way that the NBA is going, um, the the whole movement is towards shooting more threes. You know, higher percentage of higher percentage chances of three pointers. You know, passing the ball around to get to get open threes. Everybody's trying to do it. Uh, the Nuggets. Shot a lot better than the Knicks did from three uh, on Saturday, but the the one thing that's just alarming about this Knicks team is that even though they do have better scorers now, and they do have guys who can hit the three ball, unlike last year, they they settle way too often for threes. And besides that, the real issue I can I see is the defense. They have absolutely no identity on defense, especially um, with their starting five. But they're starting five of Burks, Barrett, 
um, Robinson, Randall, and Fournier. I, they they have a bunch of scores, but they have no real uh, defensive scheme, defensive identity. It's it's really tough to watch. And when they play, go up against a team like the Nuggets, who have Nicole Jokic, and you got Will Barden, you got um, you got guys who can hit threes, Monte Morris. Um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. was hurt. They had a lot of injuries. And Jamal Murray obviously is still hurt, but you still have guys who can hit the three ball. They they weren't able to defend it. And that's the difficult thing that they're going to have to figure out. And they got the Spurs coming up tomorrow, um, which kind of spells the end of their difficult road trip. Um, well, not road trip. Their difficult stretch of games against some of the best teams in the league. They they're only one game under five hundred, so they haven't done terribly. But with the way that they're they're orchestrated right now, they're just they don't look like uh, a team that's that's going to even make the playoffs at this rate. They are too inconsistent on offense, and they have absolutely no. Uh, defensive identity. So they'll take on the Spurs tomorrow night. That's a good chance to get back to 500. They probably is probably going to be a very important game for them to win. To be completely honest with you, I think that dropping this one could be, could be really bad um, to get a little momentum back. They've obviously lost three straight. They lost the nets. Um, they lost the nuggets on Saturday um, in another game before that. But I think that, you know, they stand at 11 and 12 right now. The East is deep. The East is very deep, and it's not going to get any easier. That's that's the mo- that's really my biggest takeaway from it. So, you know, the Knicks are struggling a bit. It's tough to see, but, um, you know, seeing them in person, I've I've watched every game so far this season, but seeing seeing them in person for the first time definitely kind of gave me a better idea of really how physical they are and you know what they're really lacking, and you can really see the lack of defense more in person than than on TV. To be honest with you, um, they get beat on the dribble consistently. They can't close out on the perimeter. It's it's really bad. So that's. That's my Knicks spiel for you. Um, I had to throw that in there because, you know, they've been struggling big time and that's my team. So um, that's the, but that's all the NBA we're going to cover. So we'll jump over to college basketball for a little bit. Um, The new AP poll just came out and some interesting stuff went down. A couple of interesting things. Purdue jumped up to number one. Um, the third straight week of with a new number one, it was Gonzaga, then it was Duke last week, and now it's Purdue this week. So Purdue jumps up to number one. Baylor jumps from four to two. So Purdue is one, Baylor is two, the reigning champs, which is very interesting. Duke falls from one to three after uh, losing this past week to Ohio State, I believe they lost to. If I remember correctly, Duke, Duke lost to... Yeah, I believe I believe it was Ohio State, but could be wrong. But Duke fell from one to three this um, this week. In Zaga also fell. They fell two more spots. They fell from three to five. So they went from one to three last week. Now three to five. So Gonzaga sits at number five after another tough loss to Alabama this week. Um, Alabama, and due to Alabama's 
big victory over Gonzaga. They jumped back into the top 10. Uh, they fell out after losing to Iona, but they jumped from 16 back to 9. And Arizona and Arkansas remain undefeated at 11 and 12. Arizona has been some story this year. You know, they've over they've over exceeded any bit of expectations that anybody has had had for them. Um, ben Mathurin has been amazing. One of the top freshmen in the nation could be a top pick in this year's draft. He's taking, he's taking the Wildcats by storm. So Arizona and Arkansas both stay undefeated and they're both at 11 and 12. UConn jumps again. They jump up from 17 to 15. USC also jumps up more. USC was unranked. Then they snuck into the top 25. Jumped up to 20, and now they're up to 16 this week. Iowa State also jumped up. Iowa State, another shocker out there. They jumped from 19 to 17. And Florida lost to Oklahoma this past week, so they fell from 14 to 12 to 20, um, which was it was a bit of a bad fall for the Gators, but they had a few big wins that kind of got them up to 14 in the first place. So they kind of were coming back down to earth a little bit, fell down to 20. And BYU, too. BYU was the big story. BYU was surging, uh, was all the way up to 12 this past week, but they lost to Utah Valley State, um, which is a depleting loss, a very depleting loss. So they fell from 12 to 24, uh, barely even stayed in the top 25 after being ranked 12 last week. So they're at number 24. L- LSU and Ohio State both join top 25. Ohio State rejoins at number 21, and LSU joins at 25. And two big, big, big-time teams that fell out of the top 25 were Memphis and Michigan. Michigan, a preseason top-five team in the nation. They consistently are falling, and they fell again. They're, they are out of the top 25 now, which is crazy for Jawan Howard's squad. And Penny Hardaway's squad at Memphis, once again, is struggling. Had a couple more bad losses, and Jalen Duran and Imani Bates in the squad um, fell out of the top 25. So, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with, uh, with that Memphis team. I think that... You know, Penny Hardaway has been doing a great job recruiting, but his in-game uh, coaching ability is not not much to be desired so far. He has not really proven himself in that regard, so we'll see um, how he does moving forward. And now we'll jump over to the top games of the week. We got a bunch of the top games to look out for this week. It's a Pretty hefty slate in college basketball as the college football season is coming to an end. Uh, college basketball will be taking up all the main networks. ABC will be covering them over the weekend. It's so it's going. It's, we're shifting to the college basketball season, which I'm really excited about. So the first one takes place tomorrow night. Texas Tech takes on number 13 Tennessee tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Tuesday. Uh, Texas Tech is 6-1 and one so far this year. They lost to Providence, which was their last game. They were 6-0 before that. This is their first real test of the season, um, their first time playing ranked team. Terrence Shannon Jr., their star is averaging 16.5 points, 2.3 assists. Tennessee, on the other hand, ranked 13 this week. They've been consistently in the top 25. They're also 6-1. and one. They lost to Villanova earlier in the season, but they beat North Carolina. Uh, Kennedy Chandler has been their leading scorer at 16.1 points and 4.7 assists. And Santiago Vescovi, um, the international 
upperclassman uh, who came back again. Uh, I believe he's either a junior or a senior. I forget, but he's averaging 15.1 points. They're second leading scorer. So Texas Tech will be taking on Tennessee. That's going to be a good game taking on tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And then another game tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, we got number six Villanova versus Syracuse. Syracuse has been struggling a bit this year, but have to include this longtime old Big East rivalry right here, Villanova versus Syracuse. It's always a notable game when these two teams match up against each other. But Villanova is 6-2 so far this season. They're ranked sixth in the nation. Um, they stayed at six. I believe they were ranked six last week too. I think they stayed at the same ranking. They lost to, they've lost to UCLA and Purdue this, this year, which were their two losses, two top 10 losses, but they beat Tennessee. So those were their three top 25 games. Colin Gillespie, one of the top players in the nation is a leading scorer, 17.8 points and Justin Moore averaging 15.4 points and 5.4 boards. Syracuse, on the other hand, is five and three. They lost to Auburn, but lost two bad games to Colgate and VCU. But then they, on the other hand, they beat Indiana, given Indiana their only loss of the season, and beat Florida State. So they have a couple of impressive wins, but a couple of really bad losses. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what the Orange can put together. Buddy Bayheim, the um, coach, um, coach Jim Bayheim's two sons are two of the three leading scorers on the team, Buddy Bayheim, their leading scorer at 19.1 points, and Jimmy Bayheim, transfer from graduate transfer from Cornell, who um is a fifth year senior, decided to come to play for his dad for his final year of eligibility, is averaging 14.1 points. Joe Girard is also their second leading scorer. He's still there. Um all of their starting five is averaging more than 10 points per game. So they're sharing the wealth on offense. And that's so that's going to be a good one to see Syria Villanova versus Syracuse taking going on going down tomorrow night at nine o'clock right after Texas Tech takes on Tennessee. And then a couple games on Wednesday, a few games on Wednesday, actually. We got number 15 UConn taking on West Virginia Wednesday at seven o'clock. Uh, UConn is eight and one so far this season. They've lost to Michigan State, but they beat Auburn. So this is their third kind of notable game. RJ Cole has been their leading scorer at 16.3 points, and Tyrese Martin's averaging 13 and 8 so far this season. West Virginia, too, is kind of an unsung team this year. They were done, they were dynamic last season and lost a couple of guys. Oscar Shebway uh transferred out. Derek Culver left uh to go play overseas. So Lost a few of their pieces. Uh, Miles McBride obviously plays for the New York Knicks now, but they lost a few of their pieces, but they're seven and one to start the season. They lost to Marquette. Um, and so this is, they're not, they're not ranked or getting any top 25 consideration because uh, they're one tough game. They lost. They've had a pretty easy schedule so far. This is their first big game of the season. Their first top 25 team they're taking on. So this is a big game for West Virginia. Taz Sherman, has been outstanding this year. Uh, this junior guard, I believe he's a junior or senior, uh, averaging 21 points, 3.3 assists, and 1.9 steals uh, so far this season. And then also Wednesday at the same time at 7 o'clock, we got Indiana taking on number 22, Wisconsin, uh, which will be another good Big Ten showdown right there. Indiana 7-1 and one to, uh, to start the season. They lost to Syracuse which was also their first big game of the season. Um, so they were 7-0 going into that. Um, but this is their first top 25 game. Trace Jackson Davis has been incredible 
uh, All-American, I think, in my opinion, top five player in the country, averaging 21 points, 8.6 boards, and 3.8 blocks a game so far from Mike Woodson's squad. Uh, They're 7-1 so far, and they're going up against Greg Gard's squad. Um, at seven and one, Wisconsin, number 22 ranked Wisconsin. I'll tell you what, we talked about this last week on the show, but it doesn't matter who Wisconsin has on their team. Like this, this Wisconsin team is just guard is doing an amazing job with this squad. Um, they, they're just consistently in the mix, no matter what, like I look at their roster preseason, did not expect them to be ranked top 25 this early in the season, but here they are. They, uh, their only loss came to Providence this year, but they beat Houston and Marquette, which were two big wins. Johnny Davis is their leading scorer too at 20.1 points a game so far. And then another game uh, later on Wednesday night, we got, Wyoming taking on number 11, Arizona. Now, this one is a very interesting one because, you know, you're going to see Wyoming wonder exactly why, but this is a battle between two undefeated teams somehow. Um, Wyoming's not getting very much credit, obviously, because of the division they play in. Uh, got, a, got a question right here. What are your thoughts about Gonzaga losing two times already? That's It's, it's tough because they're playing – I, I love that they're playing um, some good teams to start the season and they're kind of loading up their preseason, their pre-conference um, schedule before their conference game starts, their um, early season schedule with the top 25 teams. I love that they're loading up with that. And, you know, they're falling a little bit, but I think that, you know, if they were to have to play these teams later on in the season, they kind of figure it out. They're still kind of raw. Um, got a couple of young players. They're still trying to figure things out. So I'm not too concerned um, about Gonzaga whatsoever uh, losing two straight. I think that they're still dominant, but I I do think that Purdue is making bigger noise than them, and Baylor arguably too is making a push yet again. So, you know, I think it could be a difficult year for Gonzaga, but I think I mean, it could be a difficult year for um, a lot of teams, but I feel like it's not going to be uh, that very tough for Gonzaga. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for them to win a national title, even though they do have a pretty stacked team. But going back over to the game on Wednesday night at 10 o'clock, we got Wyoming versus number 11, Arizona. Uh, this is a good game to watch out for because – Battle between two undefeated teams. Wyoming is 8-0. This is their first big game of the season. That's why they're unranked, obviously, and because, you know, playing the Horizon League, which, you know, isn't one of the best divisions in college basketball. But Graham Mike is their leading scorer. At, he's averaging 20 points and nine rebounds, and Hunter Maldonado is averaging 19.6 boards and five assists. So those are their two best players so far this season. They'll be taking on number 11, Arizona, who we haven't, given a lot of a lot of uh publicity to this season haven't really um outlined many of their games so far but Arizona's kind of come out of nowhere and has been amazing they're 7 and 0 they beat both Michigan and Oregon State um which were two of their biggest wins Ben Mathurin who Benedict Mathurin everybody remember that name he's one of the top freshmen in the country potential lottery pick of this year's NBA draft he's been taking taking the Pac-12 by storm 
with averaging 16 points, 6.1 rebounds, and 1.4 assists so far this season to lead the Wildcats. And Christian Coloco, on the other hand, is averaging 15 points and seven boards for the Wildcats. So I think that's going to be a really interesting game. Wyoming could try to play spoiler and give Arizona their first loss. Um, this will also be the, Wyoming's first test. So I think that if Wyoming somehow pulls out a win here, people will start people will start looking at the Cowboys as you know being much more of a contender than you know, anybody actually thinks that they are right now. And then jumping over to Thursday, we got number seven, Texas taking on number 23, Seton Hall. Uh, Texas is six and one. They lost to Gonzaga. They've, they've been struggling a bit this year. They're six and one. They've had a pretty easy schedule though. Their one tough game they've played, they lost was to Gonzaga. So this is going to be an interesting test. They had Marcus Carr, who was a preseason all Americans, only averaging 8.9 points, four assists, um, some underwhelming stats from some of their top players. The Longhorns are definitely still trying to figure things out. They've had a little bit of a rough start to a six and one is, you know, it's it's tough to say that's a rough start to the season, but for this Texas squad and for this Texas's team standards, that it, it's pretty rough. And then Seton Hall, on the other hand, is seven and one. Their only loss of the season came to Ohio State, but they beat Michigan, which was one of their huge wins when Michigan was a top 10 team. Jared Roden is their star player, uh, averaging 18 points and seven rebounds so far. So this is going to be an interesting game. This is this is kind of one of those games that's going to be a big statement for both Texas and Seton Hall. If Seton Hall were to pick off Texas, Seton Hall becomes that much more of a contender and jumps higher in the top 25. And if Texas loses, Texas falls big time. And we, we're, going to, we're going to start questioning them against any type of top 25 team. I think they fall out of the top 15 if they lose this game for next week. But if Texas wins, this is going to could get them back on track. Um, like to see a, a good game from Marcus Carr. Um, and then another game on Thursday Thursday night at nine o'clock, we got number seven Texas taking on number number. I'm sorry, Iowa taking on number seventeen Iowa State. Number seven Texas, we just went over. So Iowa taking on number seventeen Iowa State. Iowa is seven and one so far this year. Their only loss came to Purdue. Keegan Murray has been one of the best players in the nation, averaging 24.6 points and 8.9 rebounds. Kind of went over him last week. And then Iowa State, on the other hand, has been kind of a renaissance. They are eight and zero so far this season. They beat Xavier, Memphis, and Creighton. Uh, Brockington is their star player, averaging 16 points and eight boards. So Iowa versus Iowa State is always an interesting rivalry, but. It's going to be going to be very interesting. Um, you know, usually when these two teams face off, we've over the past couple of years, we've seen Iowa as the ranked team and Iowa State as the struggling team. But Iowa State, on the other hand, is doing one heck of a job to start off this season. And then we'll jump over to the weekend. Got a got a pretty good slate on Saturday. Leading off at noon, we have number twenty-two Wisconsin taking on number twenty-one Ohio State. Another big game from Wisconsin this week. We got Wisconsin taking on Indiana and Ohio State. So a pretty hefty week. Uh, we already went over Wisconsin, but Ohio State is six and two so far. They beat Duke, and they rejoined the 
top 25 this week because of that win. Duke was ranked number one last week when they beat them. EJ Liddell is average is their star player, averaging 20 points, seven boards, and three assists so far. And then another game, another Arizona game. We've got number 11 Arizona taking on the Fighting Illini Saturday at 5 o'clock p.m. Um, Illinois was in the top 25 to start the season. A couple of bad losses to Marquette and Cincinnati cost them a top 25 spot. They got some votes this past week, but they're still out of the top 25. This could be a huge win um, if Illinois could squeak this one out. This could also be uh, another statement win if Arizona could figure this one out, but we already went over Arizona. Illinois, on the other hand, is 6-2. and Um, Just like I said, lost Marquette and Cincinnati. Kofi Coburn has been the star, arguably the best big man in the nation this year, 24 points, 10.6 rebounds, and one block so far this season. And Alfonso Plummer, on the other hand, is averaging 15.1 points so far so far this season. And then our last game, Saturday night, late Saturday night, we got number 14, Houston, taking on number 9, Alabama. Uh, going to be a good test for both these squads. Houston 7-1 so far. They lost to Wisconsin, but they beat Oregon. Marcus Sasser has been their star averaging 17.8 points and 2.1 steals. Alabama also 7-1. and Their only loss this season came to Iona, but they rejoined the top 10 by beating Gonzaga this past week. Um, Shackelford's averaging 19.3 points. So this is going to be another very interesting game. Uh, two top 25 teams, uh, two top 15 teams, I should say, actually. So number 14, Houston taking on number nine, Alabama. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about that game. Might even stay up late. You know, that, that's a little bit past my bedtime, but it's Saturday night. So may, might push the limits a little bit and uh, and watch this this game. This this probably be a good one. And then the game of the week right here, number six, Villanova, taking on number two, Baylor, Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Um, another huge game, Villanova. Has lost a couple of lost a couple of games to some of the bigger, the higher ranked teams in UCLA and Purdue. So this is a big game for them to win, honestly. I think, and this is also a big game for Baylor too. The rain, they're the reigning champs. They're eight and zero to start the season. Um, their one big win has been against Michigan State. They haven't had really many other big wins so far this season. But LJ Cryer has been their leading scorer at fifteen point four points. Um, so I, this is by far the game of the week, most exciting game. I think that this is, could be a statement for either team. Um, Baylor could possibly, especially if Purdue gets a loss this week or something, you could see Baylor possibly jump into number one if they were to pull, pull off this win. Um, and then you have, and then Villanova on the other hand, hasn't really played up to par against some of the other top 10 teams in the nation so far. So this could be a big win for them to move a little bit higher up and, you know, kind of get more of a statement win for their, for themselves. So that's going to wrap things up. I know only a half hour episode, but we got a pretty light load. Didn't have, didn't have too much uh, put down on the script for tonight, but next week we will have the three man weave on. Can't wait to have those guys on. It's going to be a great episode. We're going to talk some NBA hoops, uh, Phoenix Suns, Los Angeles Lakers. Everybody wants to go check out their podcast. Go check out the Three Man Weave. Um, they do a great job talking all different kinds of sports, pop culture, everything like that. But we're going to have the three of them on next week. 
going to be a really good episode. So hope you guys definitely stay tuned. But that's going to wrap it up for tonight's episode. I want to thank everyone who tuned into the Review and Preview Network to watch another episode of the 3 and D, and to all those listening via podcast, YouTube, etc. You can also follow the show on Twitter at the 3 and D. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of their week and stay tuned for more updates and brand new episodes coming every Monday at the new time, 8.30 p.m. Have a great night, everyone.